0: Tyler Calhoun from Koala Insulation of North Houston is joining me here in the Checker Pro Studios. He's a local business owner here in the greater Houston area. Tyler, welcome to the show. Thanks, Joe. It's good to be here. Hey, it's great to have you here. So tell me a little bit about why you decided to get into the insulation business, in the comfort business. Is it because you want to help the homeowner feel more comfortable?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, I came from a technical background as an engineer working in oil and gas, You know, it was kind of a long-term struggle to find something I felt really good about every day at work. And, you know, the idea of running a small business and kind of providing some jobs for some local guys was always attractive to me, especially in a business you can kind of grow at your own pace. I knew I wanted to do something uh, somewhat hands-on, a little more blue collar. I like to work on things. I like to tinker with my hands. So Koala checked a lot of boxes and, you know, we uh, bought the franchise you know, it, it, it involved a lot of hands-on work. Plus, I get to interact with a customer, which I really like. I'm not super introverted. I like to, you know, interact with somebody one-on-one. I like to get to know them personally um, and understand what their needs are. And if I can make a living doing that and supporting my family by helping somebody be more comfortable and save more money on their house, that's something I can feel really good about. So the residential market we target is is definitely attractive and gives me a sense of purpose with my work. So Tyler, what makes you tick? I think what makes me tick would be a sense of productivity, a sense of provision where I can provide for my family, and just being productive with my time. I guess going back to productivity, that was not a good answer. No. I mean, productivity and family are the big things. So Tyler, tell me a little bit about your family. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for asking. I have two children, uh, Isabella and Leah. Isabella is four years old. Leah is 11 months old. My wife's name is Francesca. She and I met here in Houston. Uh, We're both born and raised in the Houston area. We're very passionate about the community here. Um, And we were married in 2014, so we've been married just about six and a half years now.
0: Congratulations. Thank you very much. Sounds like a perfect family.
1: Very blessed to be a dad. Definitely has changed my life in a lot of very positive ways.
0: You know, Tyler, when you have those days and you're out in the field all day, maybe you've had a tough day, a tough week, a tough month, when you sit down and you l- look at your at your family and your home and what you have, you begin to realize that things that happen in the daily grind aren't that important. Your health and your family are.
1: Yeah. You know, my wife is very good at pointing me back to, on a daily basis, almost every morning, you know, what am I thankful for? And I can't give the same answer every day. It has to be something new. She's pretty big on that. So every morning. Um, so she gets pushed down the list. Obviously, if you were thankful for her a (laughs) month ago, you can't be thankful
0: for her again. (laughs) That's correct. So my, my
1: traditional answers are, well, my wife and my kids, well, she's like, yeah, but what else? Like what happened yesterday that you can be thankful for? Like the little things, you know? And I think my perspective is generally to overlook those. I tend to be a big picture thinker and my wife is very good at keeping me grounded, which I think in a small business is nice because there are so many small things to be thankful for every day um, from having, you know, some overlap with the customer. We might know some of the same people. We grew up in the same area. Um, those are things I didn't get in my past job where I get to meet new people every day doing this, um, you know, interacting with the customer, doing the sales calls. So a lot to be thankful for every day. But it it definitely takes the right perspective to remember all those things. And she's a very good reminder of those.
0: You need to put things in perspective. If you're able to get out of bed in the morning and land on two feet and not have a lot of aches and pains, you know, be able to walk, be able to earn an income and provide, like you said earlier, Tyler, for your family, it can really be the simple things. Unfortunately, after we leave this earth, it won't be long before anybody remembers us. So whatever you can do now for the people you can take care of and affect— But I don't care who you are. You might think you're the most important person in the world. I'm telling you, no one cares, really. And they won't remember you. Tyler, why should a homeowner call you at Koala Insulation versus a competitor?
1: You know, at Koala, um, I think the brand as a whole, but, you know, me personally, especially living here in Houston, I believe that savings and comfort should go hand in hand. You know, you spend so much time in your house, especially nowadays, everybody working from home, um, or most people are there's a bigger focus on comfort every day. People see it. They notice it. Hey, this part of my house is less comfortable than that. And when you explain to them the value um, of the investment that they're making from a, not just a return on their investment, but the fact that they're going to be more comfortable the day of the installation. I think that has, you know, rung a lot of bells here in Houston. I don't get a ton of calls for people that are like, Hey, I just want to save money on my bills. Most of the calls I get are from people saying, I'm just, I'm fed up with how uncomfortable it is in this room. We got to do something about it. And then when you, you know, emphasize to them that not only can we make your house more comfortable, but you will get your money back from this investment and it'll put money back in your pocket every month after that. I think it kind of shifts their perspective into kind of being a multiple positives from, you know, going ahead and moving forward with this type of work. So I believe comfort and savings go together. And I think especially down here on the Gulf coast, you got to have both. I
0: agree. I agree. What are the top three indicators that a homeowner needs more insulation or ventilation?
1: Some of the first things I do when I go in an attic are, you know, look, I mean, just some of the basic things. If you're looking around uh, the attic floor, most houses here in Houston are, you know, built with either five and a half inch joists on the floor or seven inch joists on the floor. Sometimes you'll run into some one story houses with bigger joists, but even if they're nine inch joists and you can see the lumber on the floor. Sticking up through the insulation, whether it be blown in or bat, you don't have enough insulation. A pretty simple upgrade, you know, to 13 or 14 inches of whatever, you know, insulation product you choose will make the house a lot more efficient and, you know, help trap whatever air you want in the house that'll stay in the house. So if, you know, the wintertime, you want the hot air to stay in the house, insulation will do that. In the summertime, when you're running the HVAC a lot, if you want it to run less and keep the cold air in the house, you insulate more. So... First thing we look at, obviously, is, you know, lumber on the floor. That's really easy. Kind of go around, measure in high traffic areas, low traffic areas. You know, there's always going to be parts of the attic that contractors use a lot. Obviously, there's going to be more um, insulation damage in those areas. So that's common. That's not a problem. Um, But what I like to do is get in like the back corner of the attic where nobody's ever walked before and kind of measure the virgin depth of the insulation, if you will, where it's never been messed with. It might have dropped a little bit over time due to like dust and a little bit of settling, but it's undisturbed. And what I usually see is houses that were supposed to be blown into an R30, you know, built in 2000. That should be, you know, 11 and a half inches of insulation. Most of these houses are anywhere between six to eight, maybe nine if you're lucky. And that's houses that are only 20, 25 years old. You get in the houses that are older than that, I mean, you're lucky to have five inches of insulation on the floor. So you see most of the floor joists. So most houses I go in are under insulated. I think I've only recommended to a few people that they don't need insulation. And I don't mean that to say that I'm trying to sell someone a product all the time. But if I think we can help, you know, I'm going to say that I think we can help. When it comes to ventilation, that's a big deal down here in Houston. So I always tell homeowners, your insulation is only as powerful as your ventilation. So if you have 20 inches of insulation on the floor and... You think that's the only box you need to check to make your house comfortable. In a climate like Houston, where we have so much heat, so much sunlight, especially in the summer, the attic's going to get hot and you got to do something about the heat. Insulation's not going to keep the heat out. Um, in a ventilated attic, like you know most people live in here in Houston, you need to keep the air moving if you want to keep the attic at a reasonable temperature. And by reasonable, I say about 110 degrees. I mean, that's, a, that's what I would say is a cold attic in August here. Um, a hot attic is 140 plus and anything that's above that kind of 125 130 mark is under ventilated usually the newer houses with more complex roof designs you know that have more hipped features it's more um, it's more pleasing to the eye usually those houses are some of the most poorly ventilated that we've seen the older houses with the traditional gable roof you know with a long ridge vent and two gable vents on each side those things are usually pretty comfortable but they have no insulation in them so it's kind of a a double-edged sword. You know, the newer houses usually have more insulation, but less ventilation. So that's what I see a lot. So, but the, when we look at ventilation, we're looking at soffits and then your ridge vents. So that's, soffits would be your intake, ridge vents or box vents or air hawks, whatever you want to call them. Those are your outtake. A lot of new houses have pretty good soffits. They're usually open, but there's nowhere for the air to go once it gets inside. So the air doesn't come in. The air is only going to come in if it's going out. You have to have circulation. So usually houses are pretty under-ventilated on the exhaust side, being ridge vents, box vents, whatever. So there's pretty easy ways to solve those problems um, from insulation to ventilation, and I believe they go hand-in-hand.
0: Hand. How about solar attic fans?
1: We've been installing a lot of those here in Houston. So
0: that's an active versus passive.
1: Yeah, so if you want to convert from passive ventilation, which a normally ventilated attic requires or it relies upon passive ventilation, you know, air coming in the soffits and out the ridge vent through breeze or wind. Um, You know, if you're close to the coast here, you know, maybe down in Clear Lake or Galveston, you're probably going to get more natural breeze through the attic. But when you get 20, 30 miles away from the coast, the breeze slows down, especially up here on the north side of Houston, you know, very little breeze, especially in the summer. So converting from passive to active essentially just means taking mother nature out of the equation a little bit, you know, putting something in the roof deck via a solar fan, which is essentially sucking air, you know, it pulls air into the attic at a pretty high rate, much, much higher rate than you would get with wind or breeze. Um, and you're trying to exchange an air volume in the attic to keep that air not stagnant, keep it moving because outside air, even though it might be hot outside, if it's hundred degrees, that's way better than 130 or 140 in the attic. So bring that air inside.
0: Tyler, thank you so much for joining me here on Checker Pro Radio. I really appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for the time, Joe.